This is SQPN, the StarQuest Production Network, leading the way. This episode of The Secrets of Star Wars is brought to you by the Amazon Store. Click on the link on our website at sqpn.com before you shop at Amazon, and your purchase will help support our show. This is The Secrets of Star Wars, episode number 16. back to another episode of The Secrets of Star Wars, our podcast dedicated to the new Star Wars movies, Star Wars 7, 8, and 9, but also the spin-off movies that we're all looking forward to. It's been a while since we had our last show. Um, I was in France for a week, and then I got ill for another week, and I'm still recovering, as you can probably tell from the the voice that I have. And also, Dom, you've been very busy these past weeks. You, you changed your job. Yeah, I have a new job now, which is very exciting, and it's keeping me busy as I get up to speed. And uh, I, too, have uh, succumbed to illness. And uh, no, this is not the Yoda cast. This is (laughs) – we're both recovering our voices. You've got allergies, right? It's a nasty thing to have, especially during the summertime. But we we felt that we just had to get back to you guys because there's so much going on in, in the Star Wars universe. And so even though the both of us are still a little bit recovering and our voices are crackling and sound indeed like Yoda, <laughs> we uh, we didn't want to uh, let you wait even longer. Um, because last time we spoke, we, we just had that accident uh, on the set with Harrison Ford. Um, yeah, they probably told him, break a leg, and then that's what he did. Uh, <laughs> the poor man um, uh, had an injury that was much more severe than the earliest reports uh, uh, made us think. Uh, so he broke his leg. Um, he's been operated. That went well. And that marked the beginning of a lot of speculation and a lot of news and rumors, mostly rumors, I think, of people saying that, well, uh, he's going to be in rehab for six months and this is completely derailing the entire uh, production. Uh, there is a fight going on between Kathleen Kennedy J.J. Abrams on the one hand, and then uh, was it Iger at uh, Disney on the other hand? And Disney wa- absolutely wants to uh, have that premiere um, in in uh, around Christmas time in uh, uh, 2015, whereas J.J. Abrams and Kennedy would be pushing for uh, another half a year, like another six months, I think, to uh, to uh, compensate for this for this sudden problem. Um, there there have been. Just so many opinions about that. What do you make of all of this, uh, Dom? Well, I mean, this is it's sort of the, 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 the news in the absence of news. I mean, nobody really – we still don't know a lot about what's actually happening in the filming. So we're all just – you know, everyone's just kind of latching on to whatever they can find. And, you know, this is a dramatic event. You know, could it you know hurt the release date? Could it hurt the filming? And what does it mean? And and it also kind of plays into uh, this pers- this this idea of our favorite stars are getting older and more. You know, as people get older, they're more prone to injury and that sort of thing. And and I think it kind of plays a little into the psychology of that, where those of us who've been fans, especially for a long time, you know, we 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 recognize like Harrison Ford is not the Han Solo of 1983 anymore. You know, he's. He's, you know, we're we're thirty years on. I mean, this guy is uh, is is an older man, and 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 he's not spry like he was. So, uh, I think it plays a little into that 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 you know that uh, our 
it, it it's our our internal concerns that we've had all along about these actors turning older kind of coming out in this like oh see this is just what I was afraid of and 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 just coming out in this this intense interest in his injury on the other hand i think people underestimate the the flexibility in these situations i mean this is not the first time that something happens like this uh, accidents do happen on the set we all remember that mark hamill getting this car accident and his face being damaged and then the, the whole attack with the wampas and a bacta tank that was all invented actually and added to the movie because of that accident and uh, there are so many ways in which you can work around this and it's not that he is like completely out of the running um, they can they can always uh, construct the scene so that they film him just from the upper torso for instance and that, that any scene in which he has to do walking or anything can be added later even with green screen and it might not be exactly what they planned for when they started you know building these these real sets and and uh, my guess is that JJ Abrams tries to film everything as much as possible on location and in this you know everybody together instead of uh, what what George Lucas did during the prequels often was that he would just combine 20 takes and and then sometimes actors were filmed completely separate from other actors against green screen and then would all be combined in in one picture i think that jj abrams understands that 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 that, that can actually hurt the chemistry and the quality of the acting mm-hmm. but in a situation where you have no choice there are nowadays with technology so many ways in which you can work around this so i have not not much fear and there, there i think most people were a bit taken aback by the news that harrison ford would be in the united states for his recovery for six months and then yeah okay that would be problematic if he shares a lot of scenes with other actors um but it, i'm not sure if you've seen this but tmz Yep. It's the second time that I mentioned this website, which I never thought I would mention on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they had exclusive photos of uh, Harrison Ford actually standing on one foot, and the other foot was uh, like bended, and he was uh, he had this uh, the peg leg crunch. Yeah, yeah. So kind of, I've never seen a thing like that. But the most important information was that that those photos were taken in London, in the UK. So. Yeah. I actually saw some information, uh, an article that was in People Magazine, another site that we never thought we'd talk about in a podcast, but uh, that uh, a representative from the company that makes that that particular kind of crutch uh, talked to him mm-hmm. in, in, on the phone, and and Harrison Ford thought he you know he was up and around within a day or two of the surgery that he had, and that he felt like he'd be out for a month. Now, right. He's probably the sort of guy who, you know, when the doctor says six months, you know, he says three. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm guessing he's very motivated to, to get up and moving around. And even if he's not 100%, you know, they'll film around it. Um, there was, I don't know if you know that the American sitcom, The Big Bang Theory, mm-hmm. but uh, one of the main characters, uh, uh, the character, uh, the woman who plays Penny, yeah, um, she broke her leg. Um, during one season, wow. and they filmed around it, and you yes. never would have known. Exactly, a, 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 a three-camera sitcom, right? You know, right, episode every week. So, you know, it's it's the magic of Hollywood. And exactly, exactly. Think of of the Hunger Games, where where you know they have to partially digitally recreate an actor you know who died, and the same happened with the Crow, for instance. Um, there, you know, you can nowadays with this kind of technology. You could have Han Solo running around and jumping and doing all sorts of acrobatics, uh, 
and 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 we wouldn't even notice because they're so good at this. So I'm exactly. I'm not worried at all. There were some interesting rumors uh, um, after this, uh, and this is just based on speculation, based on rumors, based on speculation. But that's just how the rumor mill works. Some people uh, mentioned, or some websites reported. I think this is actually on in New York Post that Oscar Isaac's role would be heavily expanded, and and they reported that with Harrison Ford being temporarily out of commission. Um, Hollywood sources say that star Oscar Isaac's role in the movie is being expanded. Details of Isaac's role have been kept strictly secret, but there's speculation. He plays a descendant or even the son of Ford, uh, Ford's Han Solo car- character, who has an especially large role. But after Ford was injured on the sci-fi epics set, spies say Isaac's part is now being extended as a plan B. Um, They are now beefing up Oscar's role to be bigger with Harrison injured, said a source familiar with the project that's currently shooting at London's Pinewood Studios. So you see how this works? It's speculation based on a rumor. They cite like Hollywood sources. What is a Hollywood source? (laughs) Well, and then uh, the the movie isn't even made in Hollywood. (laughs) Well, and then we actually have uh, um, Disney studio bosses, the According to this article in uh, the Philadelphia Inquirer, or they they say a representative for Disney has categorically stated this is not true. Yes, <laughs> so it is in denial. I think it is totally unlikely that they would rewrite the script it, on on that level. I mean, you're talking about expanding the role of an actor. That is not something you just do in, within two or three weeks. I, I think they will, will, that will be the last thing that they do. Well, you would never keep, the, you know, if they had to do that, say, say you had to do that, mm-hmm. you would never meet your, your, your old uh, deadline of December 2015, that yeah. you'd have to change the release date of the movie. That's just, I mean, that has happened to movies before. And you, and if you're going to do a major rewrite, and you'd have to reshoot things maybe. Even if you haven't reshot anything, you'd have to do a rewrite. It would affect the the release date of the movie. So, and that hasn't yeah. changed. So no, and and we know that that recovery, you know, worst case scenario, will take half a year. And and even then, you know what? We're just still. It's summer 2014. If they do pickup shots in February, they have plenty of time to integrate that with the rest of the footage shot. So yeah. I'm I'm really not worried. Uh, especially also because I th- I think for uh, from what we know, um, ha- uh, Harrison Ford was working in London, which means on a soundstage, which means in a studio environment. He's not reported to be uh, uh, you know filming anywhere you know in Abu Dhabi or in Iceland or whatever other locations they've they've been rumored. So if if everything is happening in in the studio, that's a much more it's easier to control that situation and also to uh, to make some changes if necessary. So I'm, I'm really not worried. Um, I found a, a, a very cool tweet because uh, there was also a lot of jokes, of course. I love this one. It says, like, like presume uh, uh, the guy who pretends that he's photocopied a part of the script uh, of, of a Star Wars 7 revision. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. It's like a, a guy called Rob Sheridan. And so it's like... <laughs> I'll just read what stands here. What, what's written here? Um, uh, interior: Millennium Falcon. Day. Han is seated as Luke enters. Seeing his old friend, Han immediately stays seated and gives his old friend a hearty wave. <laughs> Luke, old pal. Luke, Han. Please, there's no need to stay. There's no need to uh, to stand up. <laughs> Nonsense. I haven't seen you in years. Um, 
etc. So it's kind of like they constantly give him reasons to stay stay seated. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's even a mock-up of a um, Hasbro toy of Han Solo um, with a with a his uh, uh, left uh, um, leg in in a cast. <laughs> <laughs> they were just included in the movie just as uh you know uh was it uh, uncle was uh, who was that in in the, the last prequel uh someone was in a wheelchair in like a floating wheelchair oh was that uh, owen or i I, I don't rem- i don't remember the i don't i i do vaguely recall a wheelchair but it's been yeah. a while since i've seen <laughs> tag of the clones so i don't remember exactly who Anyway, so and, and and then people started speculating. Well, since J.J. Abrams is is now having this fight with Disney about the release date of Star Wars, that is the reason that he won't get Star Wars eight and nine. And they found other writers and and uh, directors for that. <laughs> Come on, that's not the way it works. Right. <laughs> anyway, it's it, you know it's news and it's something news to talk about. Talk. Oh, we am oh, getting some we feedback. Getting some feedback. Uh, I'm just going to recall. Sometimes that happens with uh, Skype. I'm just going to call Dom again. And then usually that, the problem is solved. <clears throat> the wonders of technology. Hey, Dom, are you back? I'm back. Oh, and we have some strange interference on the line. Okay. I hope that Skype can uh, solve this. Otherwise, if, if we get the echo again, I'll call you again. Okay. But let's talk about these new directors uh, and writers. Uh, because now we know for sure that J.J. Abrams won't be directing or writing episodes 8 and 9. Yeah, we'd heard that a little bit before, uh, that uh, the director from Godzilla was going to be taking one. And Hold on, director- I'm going to give you another call uh, because it's uh, still breaking up. Oh. It just, uh, it's almost as bad, the sound quality is almost as bad as um, the... Uh, uh, the 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 bat you know the hologram the holographic stuff that they use in Star Wars. Uh, let me see. It's one of the strange things in Star Wars universe where. Uh, uh, you know what? I think. Let me pause the recording here for a second. Okay. Would help if I got out and pushed. Yeah, <laughs> would it help? If, we we got it sorted out. Ah, oh, all this technology, and where is it? Where's a Wookiee when you need one to fix things? <laughs> That's right. We apologize. Droid. <laughs> yes. Well, so we were talking about these new directors and writers. So, um, uh, what what exactly do we know? Uh, so we have uh, two directors for the the second and uh, the third of the. Uh, of the sequel movies, and that, and to refresh people, we have the sequel movies, three three sequel movies that are in the the Star Wars story that we know and love, mm-hmm. uh, and then we have other movies that are going to be coming in between them. The sort of I don't know, I, I sometimes call them filler movies that come in between that tell other stories, and so we we know that we've got um, directors and writers chosen, and those directors are not J.J. Abrams, uh, which doesn't surprise me, given mm-hmm. that. You know, he's a, a director who's got projects. He, I think he actually put some projects on hold to do Star Wars. Yes, yes. And he want to, I'm sure he wants to get back to them. And J.J. Abrams, uh, of course, d- d- does not limit himself to movies. Uh, he's also involved in a lot of very successful television series. And, <clears throat> and let's not forget, J.J. Um, Abrams also has a family and young kids. And this is, of course, extremely taxing. And I can totally imagine him... 
you know, saying, oh, because he had to move his entire family to London. That's not something you're going to do for six or nine years. That is, uh, so I think that the, all those rumors about him, you know, being punished by Disney because he was constantly dissenting about the 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 release date of, of Star Wars, I think that's all, the, the, in reality, it's, it's probably a much more simpler explanation. And that is just, he just wanted to do this one. And Disney thought it was important to get Abrams because he's just everything he touches changes into gold. And then, you know, someone someone else can take over. That's that's also what made, I think, 4, 5, and 6 so good, is that every time we would have a different director with a different style. Yep. And and had George Lucas done Empire Strikes Back, imagine that. I think it would have been a totally different movie. It would have. <laughs> so I think it's a good thing. And um, so we've got... Um, uh, writer director Ryan Johnson, who was contracted to write um, and direct Star Wars Eight, also I think write the draft at least for um, Star Wars Nine. Yes, but he would yep. only direct the second one. Right. And uh, Ryan Johnson is I know him from Looper, which was this movie with uh, uh, about um, basically uh, uh, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, it was this story about a guy who who what was it again? It's like this this serial killer, and then he, he has, no, not a it's like yeah. a a he, hit a hitman or hitman for the for someone from the future for like a mob of the future who yeah. would send contracts back on people in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, and oh uh, yeah, yeah, I, I you're right, yes. And I would spoil it, but uh, it it becomes very uh, interesting. You you get a time paradox going on. Yes, and so he worked with Bruce Willis and Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Emily Blunt, and so he's he's used to working with with these very high-profile um, uh, uh, actors, and I I really like that movie, uh, even though it was science fiction. It, it was also a very personal uh, uh, story there that was told, and it it was a, a, definitely a movie that I liked more than I thought I would that I that I, that I would. Yes. Um, and also, what made a lot of people happy was that he is also known for having penned some of the best episodes of Breaking Bad. Um, he did the episode Fly, the episode Fifty One, and the episode Ozymandias. Um, oh. So that's that's pretty good um, nowadays, uh, seen as something really really big. But if you look at his IMDb profile, there's not much else that he's done. He's done a, a movie in two thousand five called Brick. And then in 2008, The Brothers Bloom and Terriers in 2010. And then he did Looper. So it's really quite limited. Uh, but uh, it's, it's, it's clearly just one of those up-and-coming directors that I think, you know, Disney must have a knack for finding these people. And not to mention Kathleen Kennedy, who has always been uh, involved in, in also everything that has has to do with uh, you know the new the whole Marvel franchise and all those movies and she's she is known to be very good at finding the right people to uh, make these stories happen. So, um, so Ryan Johnson, but he was not going to direct uh, the ninth movie. Uh, do we have a name for that? For the the director of the ninth? Yeah. No, uh, I haven't seen anything yet on uh, on the on that as uh, as far as I've seen. Okay. Uh, I've been I've been kind of looking around. One interesting thing about uh, all of these directors is as they've, as the uh, their names have come out, they've they've all talked about how important Star Wars is to them. Yes, um, yes. 
that that was formative to their not just as fans but also just it's one of the things that made them want to become um involved in movies at, at all so it's this interesting generation who are getting to kind of play in the world that created their life story uh, and that's that's going to be very interesting to watch how each of them interprets st- this this formative movie watching experience uh, it, it, when it becomes their turn to do it, it's going to be a very, a very interesting thing. And it's, it's. I think it's extremely important to have people that love Star Wars understand it from within. Um, that that is something you need, I think, to to also be able to connect with what the fans want. If you're a fan yourself, then you know what you have to do, <laughs> and you'll right. be more critical than if it's just another job that they hired you for. And then you know, it's just. Uh, for, for especially for uh, for uh, Ryan Johnson, since this is probably the biggest thing that he's ever done. I mean, Looper was was big, but it was still a moderate, you know, uh, movie in terms of budget, and it, it did give him a lot of experience, of course, also with um, uh, a lot of special effects laden movie. So that's probably something that is also coming in very very handy. Mm. Um, I was a bit surprised to see that he's also going to you know write the script, and that seems to be. Something that is now with with J.J. Uh, Abrams having had such an influence on this and on the actual script, uh, probably um, like the new policy of Disney. Well, you know, let the director also have uh, influence on on the script itself and just combine those two tasks. I th- yeah, I mean, it's it's actually could become this trend among uh, this particular generation. I think um, you have a lot more writer directors um, mm-hmm. guys who are involved as in in, the, in, crea- in penning the story as much as getting it on screen. I mean, this is this is it's not that it's new, but it's much more common. I think among this generation, most of these directors that have been announced uh, so far are in their you know thirties and forties or early forties. So uh, they're in uh, sort of this new generation of uh, of writer directors um i'm actually seeing some i've been kind of uh, bumping around here on on online uh and i'm seeing that there are rumors that he that ryan johnson may actually direct nine as well so that it hasn't been announced but that there have been indications that okay. he'll not only write nine but direct it as well i saw some conflicting reports some people deny that and it's not nah, it's just writing it okay uh, well we'll see and perhaps it's something that disney just wants to wait with i mean they're not in a hurry <laughs> episode nine that is scheduled for 2019 i think so five years to go before that oh, we have some time <laughs> not to mention if someone if someone else breaks a leg or an ankle then <laughs> it could be delayed even more <laughs> but it's great um i've i've also in the meantime uh we heard the about the new actresses that were um contracted uh we, we had the reports. We're just in when we recorded our last show, and there was this lady who also had this role in Game of Thrones. Yes, I forgot his, her name. Um, yeah, her but, character in the Game of Thrones is Brienne of Tarth. Yeah, uh, but what is her? Actually, <laughs> uh, oh, I've, I've that's Gwendolyn Christie. Okay. So I had never watched Game of Thrones, and uh, since it's summertime, I have some extra time. I've been catching up on Game of Thrones, and so I'm, I'm in the season now where her character is introduced. And man, I was blown away! <laughs> that is such a, a presence on screen, it's really, really strong character, and and just you know, even if she says nothing, you're still like, whoa! <laughs> you can't miss her. Wait till the uh, we the the season finale has aired since our last episode. Mm-hmm. There's a pivotal scene in the season finale. So I heard, yes. And and she just 
she does a great job. I, I mean, as a physical actor, I mean, this is the thing is that she's not just a, a pretty face on the screen. She's a physical actor. She get she can get yes on the dirt and, you know, and really go at it. So I think I could, you know, she could be really be a real warrior. In, in well, you know what war- I was thinking? I was like, uh, aren't we aren't we looking at the new Darth Vader? I'm thinking she's tall. She yeah. is. She fights. She has this very commanding presence. I mean, there's definitely some someone who could instill fear. And I'm thinking, you know what? What if 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 the new trilogy, instead of having a a, a male antagonist, they right. will have like because Star Wars is all about parallels, right? Right? Like characters that mimic, mirror each other. Um, I'm thinking, yeah, what what if this time we get this Darth Vader like? nemesis but she's a woman and i don't know like uh, i can i can totally see her having that same presence and and just the fact that she's so tall that's true you know i mean she could be the the apprentice to max von Sydow's master the vader to the to palpatine exactly Um, how cool would that be like a a female Sith Lord, or <laughs> I don't know, Sith Lady. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm, since I saw her in in um, in Game of Thrones, at first when I just read the casting, I was thinking, oh, she could be an, like an Imperial commander or something like that. Now I'm thinking much more like she's way more charismatic than just uh, you know an, an Imperial. I, I could totally see her work as as a, a huge character in this series, but. Well- what could tie into that is the rumor I saw, which said we will, that they will have the the Sith witches um, in in the movie. Uh, so, are, but yeah, the, Sith the, witches in um, Star Wars, bef- uh, in, in the Star Wars expanded universe, mm-hmm. Darth Maul's homeworld um, uh, is apparently the home of the the Night Sisters of Dathomir, which are sort of Sith witches. So there could be a connection in there. But I always thought that that was kind of uh, not not canon. Um, that was just part of the uh, of the the fiction uh, the the books that were now discarded. Um, or, or are these Sith, Sith witches also part of the the animated series? Uh, I'm not positive because I haven't seen mm-hmm. the whole animated series, but they could be. I've seen I've seen uh, drawings that look like they could be from the, se- the series, but I, I I can't be be sure. Hmm. Okay. Um, and they did say that you know that. They may take things from uh, the mm-hmm. expanded universe. Um, sure. But, okay. Yeah. Yeah. They d- definitely so, have that freedom. Yeah, but uh, it's just one of the rumors I saw. But I mean, I I agree. I think she would make a fantastic, menacing presence. Um, it's you know it's she's not um, how to say this without you know mm-hmm. make, sounding sounding sexist and 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 you know making all about appearance. But she's she's not just a pretty face. I have to you know just to mm-hmm. kind of like that um she has that commanding physical presence oh, yeah. um without you know you know, in 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 a room i mean she's she's, she's tall <laughs> she's yeah and she's not just like like skinny tall she's she's big but not like ugh, she's no. big boned is no, was the the words they always right. but no, like no, she's no, got she, this physical presence she's got this that same david prose type of like stature and I mean, hopefully they won't put her behind a mask and a breather and all that sort of stuff. I mean, we'll I, see her. I, I mean, there would, wouldn't be any point so. to mm-hmm. putting, her, you know, make her invisible. But, uh, but uh, that, that that would be a very interesting. I, actually, I, I really hope they do something like that. 
I I think that just seeing her presence in Game of Thrones, I'm thinking this cannot just be a secondary character. That, that she's way too charismatic for that. So, um, and then I'm thinking, you know, all the other actors, the heroes, like Daisy's character and John Boyega, they're all pretty small. <laughs> so that's a nice contrast. Yes. Yes. Um, and 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 what a gr- I I would love it personally if they would introduce a, a a new Darth Vader like character just as I think that these new movies need another Yoda. This is still my theory when it comes to you know this this one mysterious character uh, that we don't know about. It's probably going to be CGI motion capture. Um, you know, what if it is uh, again an alien or something like that? It's, of course, you don't you don't hear anything from the actors. <laughs> Just frustrating. They 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 keep appearing on all sorts of talk shows. Yeah. Um, well, we do know that there will be at least one motion capture character among the. Uh, do among we? The, yeah. Has that been confirmed? Yeah, Andy Serkis um, in an interview uh, talked about the the motion capture studio Imaginarium. Mm-hmm. They're involved in the performance capture and Star Wars projects, and he says, "And I'm playing a character in that." Oh, uh, okay. So he, he 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 you know he says that uh, he'll be he's involved in that. So hmm. uh, it's uh, not surprising. I mean, he's now the go-to guy for motion capture in Hollywood. So uh, you know, I'm not. I don't know that he's ever played a non-motion capture character that I've seen on screen. Um, well, no, he did. He did play Schmeagel. Um, and he did play the cook in King Kong on the ship. So That's true. He's That's been true. he's been acting. Uh, but he, he says in that same interview, I think, uh, uh, you know, to me it's the same whether I'm acting as a motion, you know, in motion capture or uh, as myself. Uh, it's it's all acting. But yes. the fact that they hired Andy Serkis to me is an indication. You, you don't hire Andy Serkis to just animate a droid or something like that. It has to be a character. Yes. And he's good with voices. So I'm thinking, you know what? So that, that that is to me again something that we might be underestimating the importance of that uh, of his role and the character that he will play. The sa- same question marks I still have with Donald Gleason, and he too uh, he's intimidated. Now uh, uh, he has said recently in an interview about you know playing in Star Wars and especially having to face all these fan expectations. But what is his role going to be? And what do you make of the of the rumors about this? Um, uh, and this was also uh, kind of linked to Harrison Ford's rumored role that that would be a substantial role that his uh, um, character would go on a big search for uh, Luke Skywalker. I'd seen that rumor as well. That uh, and that was an early rumor, and I don't know if it's if it's still. Um in in the uh, in in the hunt for for the the plot of the movie, but that um, it was Luke and the Luke and the ba- um, uh, hand in the band, uh, you know, hounding all these and these youngins uh, on a search across the galaxy for Luke, which uh, would be interesting. If I mean that's so, if they do that in the first movie, mm-hmm. it means we probably won't see Mark Hamill very often. Yeah. Um, but that his character would probably then play a bigger role in the second and third movies, uh, Mark Hamill's characters. So that be in, uh, you know that would be interesting uh, uh, idea. Um, um, it it doesn't. Let's see. Um, there was a there was a rumor concerning the the particular plot. Um, 
concerning Daisy Ridley's and John Boyega's yes. characters. Yeah. Wasn't that the the rumor where, uh, you know, John Boyega's character would, would have crashed on Tatooine and she would have found him and then... Uh... That's right. So the John Boyega is playing the Tom. The, remember the cast, the famous casting call, yeah, and the casting sheet. He's Thomas. Daisy Ridley would be Rachel, and that um, it starts with uh, the uh, Thomas character uh, on the side of the villains, shot down of a Tatooine, injured in the crash. That the Rachel character rescues him from the wreckage, um, and then the he he ends up you know turning back to the good guys. And then um, uh, they 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 go from there uh, in in interacting with other characters. There isn't a whole lot more about you know does he he doesn't is he is he force sensitive is he a Jedi or and that sort of thing. But um, uh, but they somehow connect with the you know Han Solo and are part of that quest. That that might be that might be the uh, that that how that plays in there but i'm not sure if they if that would connect given how much time you'd have to spend on on them whether you'd have enough time for this long quest across the galaxy be well interesting. and and even the just the idea of the movie being about a quest to find luke skywalker uh it doesn't sound too exciting to me honestly right it's like okay so you have to find luke skywalker why would that be important well, he's needed because there is a crisis. Of course, there's a crisis because it's called Star Wars. But <laughs> is that enough? Don't you need to have a, a, a series? Isn't the threat? Isn't that going to be leading? Shouldn't that be leading? It's always about you know, like Empire Strikes Back was, of course, um, partially also a bit of a quest or ended in this quest to find Han Solo. But we didn't see that. We, you know, basically see the search party leaving at the end of, of, of the of Empire Strikes Back and then they find him at the beginning of Jedi uh, the, the the return of the Jedi so I'm thinking you know what it's probably just not just not very interesting I, I, so yeah. I, I I call that you know I, I think it's it's bogus that rumor yeah I mean what would it be we land on a planet we're, rock, we're looking around have you seen Luke Skywalker no and maybe they're being chased by others who are trying to prevent them from finding him. I mean, we've seen that. That was that was essentially the plot of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. And I mean, we've seen that movie essentially. Yeah, we're looking for you know the MacGuffin. Mm -hmm. uh, in this case, it's Luke Skywalker. But like, but the other problem with that is we we wouldn't see Luke Skywalker for the whole movie. Yeah, that would be a big problem. <laughs> have Star Wars without a Skywalker being prominent, you know, Luke or Anakin, you know, Anakin in the prequels, Luke in in the others. I think you got to have a prominent Luke Skywalker. Well, and I I think it's much more interesting to have uh, a a father-son dynamic as the core. As you said it many times, uh Star Wars is about fathers and sons. Um and and if that could be this time, you know, Han Solo and his estranged son, that to me sounds much more interesting, especially if that son is force sensitive and with your mom being Princess Leia, that totally could work. You've got the Skywalker force genes or Millichlorians. So and then that son succumbing to the dark side because, you know, he's not on speaking terms with his father and his father feeling guilty and wanting to redeem himself. That makes much more sense to me as a story. And more more, more, you know, emotionally, much more gratifying than Luke Skywalker. I know Luke Skywalker is the hero, but as I said before, he's a bit like Tintin. He's there's nothing interesting about Luke Skywalker. What makes Skywalker interesting is the people around him. 
Right. But he is the most boring character in Star Wars, and he's supposed to be because he's the good guy. And but the good guy is nothing if you don't have a drama around it. And I don't see to me narratively it doesn't make sense to make Luke Skywalker and the quest for him uh, as the thriving you know force of this of this movie. He's the canvas that the story yeah. is painted on. Yeah. And then that's that's the way it should be in 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 any movie where you have like the good guy. You know, you've got to have he's got to be surrounded by uh, characters who uh, provide contrast. Well, and and let's not forget he's supposed to be according to these these early drafts by George Lucas, and this has been confirmed by himself. And and I don't think they will uh, skip over that. This this these movies were supposed to be about handing over the legacy to the new generation and Luke Skywalker, or perhaps even literally handing over his lightsaber to you know an, a, the younger generation. That's I think what his role is going to be. And then having the first movie only going to be about trying to find him. And the only thing I can imagine is that there is this search is just happening in the beginning of the movie. And that, that that might be the reason that they go to Tatooine, thinking that he's on Tatooine, and then he's not, because right. he, you know he's not. Uh, Mark Hamill's not been spotted in Abu Dhabi, so that's something I can imagine. That 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 from there, you know, they hear something, and then they they will find him ultimately elsewhere, and that's why they need the Millennium Falcon, etc. But uh, yeah, well, the possibility is they do find him on Tatooine, but all those scenes are shot on a soundstage too. That's possible too. Yeah. It's a- and and then maybe that's where they encounter uh, the Rachel and Thomas characters. Yeah. And they join the band. <clears throat> oh, boy. Sometimes I wish I could just, you know, take a, a DeLorean and, and fly to the future and watch that movie. <laughs> the more I talk about it, the more I just want to see this movie. It's going to be fantastic. Um, let me go through my list. There is just a, a lot of the news lately has been uh, about, you know... People reacting to things like the new directors and writers reacting to the fact that they've been contracted and being all excited about it. But we, of course, try to focus on the story elements. Um, are, are there any other rumors as when it comes to characters or plot points that you've heard of? Um, let's see. Kevin Smith, the director, uh, said that he um, visited the, the set in London um, and had gave some little tidbits. Um, he said that they had a sign on the stage uh, which had the Imperial Starship logo and mm-hmm. said it, and it said loose lips sink starships. Um, and he said something about seeing a stormtrooper, which hmm. would be very interesting. Uh, stormtroopers being an element of the of the empire. So uh, we've we've speculated before that. Um, bits and pieces of the Empire still exist in some form in in the, in the galaxy. Um, so there's that. And then I've also seen some rumors about Mandalorians. Uh, again, yes. r- yeah. remember the, the armor that Boba Fett wears is Mandalorian armor. Mm-hmm. And that's about all we know. Uh, well, about- and that, that somehow the original actor that pl- played, um, uh, what is oh. it, Django, Django Fett, that he would be involved. Yes, you know what? Actually, that, I thought that was a, a pretty cool idea because it would allow allow them to bring back a Boba Fett-like character, or even Boba Fett himself. If Boba Fett is a clone, yep. then that could be a very elegant way of you know not having to explain how Boba Fett got out of the Sarlacc pit and still bringing back the 
you know, the iconic armor and his looks and, and that threat. I yep. mean, it's such a important character for the fans that that might be a very nice way to kind of sneakily reintroduce him into this, this new, you know, new generation. And it could be the introduction, you know, the way to kind of segue into the first of the exactly. non movies. Exactly. It, it, there's all sorts of reasons why they would do this. So that, that I, th- I thought that was interesting. Stormtroopers, I think that it's totally believable. After all, we've we've all seen the model of the the X-wing fighter that that slightly altered, you know, a little bit evolved um, in in the background on those those leaked set pic- pictures. Um, so why not stormtroopers? I mean, uh, there there have been tens of thousands. Of, it's very unlikely that they've all been destroyed. Um, That's right. Probably and millions I, of them, actually. Yeah, and I, I think just having <coughs> bringing back those stormtroopers again is so much linked uh, emotionally to the four, episodes four, five, and six that that would be, I think, a very smart move. <laughs> yes. The, again, you they they want to. The, this the this is the the grammar the visual grammar of Star Wars includes a lot of these elements and in your first movie back you really want to kind of make people comfortable yep. and kind of bring back these elements that say this is yeah this is Star Wars don't worry this is still Star Wars um, well and then of course they've got also Star Wars Rebels launching after the summer uh, and and that will be full of of uh, uh, episodes four five and six grammar and visual language so you also want to, i mean that that can only uh, reinforce the 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 stuff that we're going to see visually in these new movies and so it would be just very smart and for many reasons to bring back as many visual cues as possible including the millennium falcon and so many other things one rumor that proved to be false and i was quite relieved is that Tom Cruise won't be making a cameo appearance in Star Wars 7. <laughs> he was spotted in London having uh, dinner with J.J. Abrams. And, of course, he worked together with J.J. Abrams for Mission Impossible 3, I think. Um, and so a lot of rumors said that he was actually begging for a role, a small role perhaps, in the new Star Wars movie, but his uh, agents have now said that that is pure science fiction. <laughs> so he's not going to be in Star Wars. All the fans breathe a sigh of relief. Yeah. Or, you know what, he could still end up in the, in the movie, but in a mask or uh, having... There was this one movie, I forgot which one it was, where Tom Cruise was uncredited, and, and yet he plays this crazy guy at the end of the movie. And do you remember... That's interesting. No, I, it, like I have a vague recollection. But totally I unrecognizable, and there's this dance at the end of the movie, and it's it's like totally wacky and strange, and it's Tom Cruise, and nobody recognizes him. Anyway, I don't think they will go there. Um, I think it would, the backlash would be too big, I think. <laughs> um, and uh, let's see. So that was Tom Cruise. Um, Dommel... Gleason has said that there are actually still a lot of episode seven parts to be cast. Yeah, and that is interesting. So um, again, it's not really confirmed, but apparently he spoke to um, a fashion model who <coughs> wanted to land a role in episode seven. Yeah, and uh, uh, he's befriended with her, so he told her, "You know what? There are still plenty of parts yet to be cast." Um, and so perhaps she has a chance. 
But I think that those cannot be main roles. I mean, they, they could just be background right. characters or, you know. Minor speaking parts. Starfleet officers. Oh, wait, that's the other universe. <laughs> yeah. Red shirts. Red shirts. <laughs> and, um, well, going through my list of of stuff to see if there's anything else. Um, hmm, can't really find any other things. And, and it's like there's... What what is cool now is that we have news almost every day, <laughs> almost too much. So yeah. perhaps we 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 should prepare for a time where we have to do this show weekly because there will be so much. Uh, but but still, I'm surprised that that really there's not much consistent um, plot speculation. I've I've not heard any theory about the plot that integrates all these rumors and turns it into a believable story. I think a lot of fans seem to be okay with the fact that we only know tidbits. It's very interesting. Now, thinking back to when you were when you're doing this during the prequels, did we know more at this point in the filming of the prequels about the plot? I mean, could could we could we have put together a a a basic plot line for the movie from from what we knew then? I mean, how does this compare? If I look back on that time, I'd say we, we had uh, glimpses and information about one-third of the plot, in hindsight. In, yeah. Very important. I mean, we, we had spy photos of pods for the, the pod race. There were uh, photos taken from a balloon um, showing the set in Tunisia, and you saw actually the pods and the engines sitting there. And so it, that, and that's a pretty big element of the movie. I mean, that's like a 10-minute sequence, if not more. Right. Um, we knew about um, the look of the ships. We knew about Padme Amidala having a double role and playing both Padme and Queen Amidala. We had uh, confirmation about this submarine, you know, the, the, the like the underwater city. All yep. that had leaked out uh, long before um, the post-production started. Um, but there were also, I remember, a lot of false rumors and the most outrageous uh, plot speculation. Things that actually I haven't seen uh, around this movie yet. So there, I remember there was this whole um, plot rumor about the Mandalorians. Um, and I, th I think in hindsight that was probably based on um, the whole idea of the clones. You know, the... the uh, and, and so people yeah. perhaps saw some 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 uh, sketches of something that was actually for the second prequel, and then they just came up with this story. Oh, it's it's got to be the Mandalorians. And for a very long time, I was trying to wrap my mind around. It. It's like how how could you, these Mandalorians? Why would they be involved? And you know the whole story about the Sith witches. That sounds a bit like that. Right. It's probably based on something. You know, it must be rooted in perhaps some concept art or perhaps uh, someone has seen an extra walking around and then just starts speculating what in the extended u expanded universe um, could be compatible with this. Right. But it's not at all certain that it, it is. I mean, the whole concept of Sith witches, it's, it sounds cheesy to me. I hope <laughs> I'm not offending, you know, our loyal expanded universe fans, but it, it, it just sounds foreign to, uh, this is not Harry Potter. So yes. I'm not sure about that. 
and it might be so, something totally new. Again, J.J. Uh, 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 Abrams wants to surprise us, wants to introduce elements that we might have never seen and unsettle us a little bit. Um, so I'm not sure if, if, if we can already know too much. What, what I do know, and this is bringing back to pure speculation, we do know that there are some main ingredients that have to be there. And it's just deduction, you know, if you know that they've been looking for, a, uh, like, a, a pilot. Um, that, that rumor um, about bringing back, uh, what's his name? Uh, the 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 famous X-wing pilot. Um, oh, uh, Wedge. Wedge and Tilly's. That it, to me, the fact that that has been confirmed is is to me uh, an indication that they will have something that looks perhaps like you know a big space fight. And well, what's the logical place for that structurally in Star Wars? That's going to be at the end. So there's got to be at least one space fight. Uh, we know that Tatooine, we, we kind of know what to expect. We've seen some stuff there. So you already have two major elements. And then there's the in-between stuff. There have to be at least three three planets. That's kind of the, the usual amount. Or th And three, we also know that those environments usually are very different. You want to create as much contrast between the various environments as possible so if one environment is space the other one is a desert planet we have the rumors about iceland so it could be this very cold remote barren planet um i don't know mm. but uh it, it's it's i think in hindsight when you listen back to these podcasts a year from now or after you've seen the movie we'll, we'll probably conclude that we 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 knew about 10%. I think that they're doing a better job now in keeping things secret than they did during the prequels. It's interesting that, uh, you know, the, the internet was in its, you know, in relative infancy before the prequels, but that more information was getting out then. But I think they weren't as sophisticated on the other end about keeping things from the internet um, as they are now. So it's a, it's an interesting interplay. Uh, and there's going to be, the, I think there's going to be this constant tension between us who are trying to find out and them are trying to preserve the, the, uh, suspense. So, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that, that, that battle, uh, goes, that tug of war goes back and forth over the next year. Yeah. I also think that, um, a lot of the, the, problems that some people now have with spoilers is like, oh, I don't want to know anything, you know, and oh, don't tell me that the Millennium Falcon is in, in, in the movie. I didn't want to know that. I'm thinking the moment that these first trailers are going to hit the theaters or TV, <laughs> we will know so much more than we know now. So I'm really not worried about spoilers. <laughs> I think right. that what we know is probably what they want us to know and what is safe to know. I still think they have such a tight grip on uh, on 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 the spoilers and even even I still keep thinking those spy photos. You know what? I think that was tolerated. I'm not saying that they organized it, but I'm I'm pretty sure that they knew that those photos were going to leak out, and they didn't mind. Right. Because it's it's also distracting us from prying deeper. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Actually, there was a there's something that I've been enjoying so much, and that is following Daisy Ridley. Uh, and John Boyega on on Twitter and on Instagram, there is an energy, especially in Daisy Ridley, which is fantastic. I see she is so excited about being involved in Star Wars, and she seems to have such a good rapport with uh, John Boyega. And that's that's I love seeing that because it tells me that they have a great time making this movie, and and I think that 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 will be visible 
in in the end product. It's it's uh, the same with uh, Peter Jackson's um, Hobbit productions and the Lord of the Rings. I mean, you can feel how much these people love to be part of this, and 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 the movies wouldn't be the same had that not been the case. Um, so I she, she's constantly posting photos, and then she's like, "Look, John, we're 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 on Lego now. Did you see that that photo where they recreated the casting the the <laughs> table read in Lego?" Yeah, it was it was fantastic. Somebody somebody had obsessive detail. Yes, that, that was amazing. It was fantastic. And Daisy is like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm Lego now." <laughs> there is some something like super energetic about her, um, and that and bright and it's, it's great. I'm so looking forward to seeing her in the movie and seeing what kind of role she has. But she seems to be very upbeat and uh, um, there's like a how do you say that? Um, like a twinkle in her eye, or something that is that is. Uh, it's hard to hard to describe what it is, but there is mm-hmm. something really, really, uh, uh, also a certain charism in a way. Yeah, um, that's that's good because you've got these old older characters, and you you need that sparkle, I think, uh, for the new characters. So I think that that's it, right? Um, there was one thing um, the. The, you you mentioned someone who had who had uh, been to the set and had seen the Mandalorian uh, armor or the stormtroopers. Who was that again? That was Kevin Smith. Kevin director. Smith didn't Kevin Smith post a selfie of him with a tear in his eye? Uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, was I got it now? I, I lost that uh, that tab. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was a uh, he he was uh, talking about how uh, how moving it was. Oh, there it is. Uh, his tweet says. Uh, uh, visited JJ in his episode seven said, I signed the NDA. So all I can share are this old Bantha track subscribers, tears and snotty nose of joy. The force is with this movie. Uh, and he says, Holy Sith. But, uh, <laughs> and it's, you know, he's not the first one who says that, um, there, there have been other people who've made similar remarks, very, you know, general remarks, but that they all are really feeling that this is going to be a great movie. Andy Serkis, I found a, an, an interview with him or, where he also says, you know what, this is such a great story and this is such a great script. Andy Serkis saying that, I believe that. I think he's, you know, he wouldn't say that if it's just, uh, 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 you know, like a... a, a uh, a thirteen and a dozen type of script. I think he, t- he truly feels that there is there is strength in this in this plot, and it, it just fills me with a lot of confidence and, and joy. I think I think it's going to be we're going to be blown away. Definitely. And, and I'm looking forward to the day that um, you know Harrison Ford can speak out about what he thought, what he <laughs> truly thought about all those rumors. <laughs> anyway, so that wraps it up for today. Thank you for listening to. Uh, episode hope we uh, were able to kind of bridge the gap between our last episode and the, the current news and we will keep following of course the latest rumors and news uh, there's one other thing that I forgot to mention and that is that the, in Abu Dhabi the, apparently the company that was involved in building up the sets they are now looking at preserving the set pieces and putting them in a museum in Abu Dhabi or you know perhaps uh, in Dubai or somewhere somewhere else. So th- that that also made me very happy to know that they're not going to throw it away or just leave it in the desert like they did in Tunisia, but that it's going to be properly stored and put on display if necessary. Um, so that will give Star Wars fans future travel destinations. <laughs> <laughs> and at least we'll have something to do when we have a layover in Dubai because <laughs> there's not much else there. <laughs> Anyway, so thanks for uh, for listening. Um, keep us uh, keep in touch with us via 
Twitter and Facebook. Our Twitter account is Secret Star Wars. And if you go to Facebook, it's the same uh, address, facebook.com slash secretstarwars. We'd love to hear from you. And, uh, well, if you work on the set and you've got some photos that you want to share. Actually, it's not, I'm mistaken with Facebook, it's not Secret Star Wars. That's what you get with these Star Wars names. They're already taken. Let me give that address to you. It's uh, Star Wars Secrets on Facebook, but that name was already gone on Twitter. Um, but if you work on the set, you've got some spy photos and you, you have no idea who you want to share them with, just give us a call. <laughs> we'll take care of that. All right, Dom, where can people find you on Twitter, Facebook? They can find me uh, on Twitter at Betnet, B-E-T-T-N-E-T, and on Facebook, D-Betnelli. And I'm Father Roderick on Twitter, and via Twitter, I'm sure that you can find me on Facebook as well. May the force be with you. And see you next time. SQPN, leading the way in Catholic new media.